All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Better Little Never. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm not actually inside a women's prison at the moment. The horniest went up to like 11. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's say a big fuck to Nick. Hey, that's I my life. Hi, Ty. Why won't you kiss me? Better with bag milk. Better late than never with bag milk. It's better late than never. It's better late than never. Better late than never. Arby's, you're not a great. Long live Arby's. Shout out to the audio department for helping me make a podcast. The audio department.ca go in to record a podcast, record an album, record some spoken word poetry. I think that would be really nice. Maybe you can recreate your own Taylor's version of her songs and release them for a hefty profit. Pretty sure how that works. Pretty sure how that works. Don't quote me on that. I am not a legal expert, though I am an unlicensed one. Feel free to act accordingly. Again, the audio department.ca, they are the title sponsor of the podcast, have been for quite some time. I love them very, very much. Thinking about uh, a little bit of music, though. Thinking about a little bit of music, you know, a couple of things happened. The Grammys this week. Thing everybody was talking about. Performance, Tracy Chapman, Fast Car, Luke Combs. It was great. I don't, I'm not a country guy, so Luke Combs isn't on my radar. He's not one of those dudes that I watch. Like, I know who he is, but 
not that thing, but Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. That's one of the songs that I've loved my entire life. Came out in the late 80s, if I remember correctly. I don't know exactly when, 89, somewhere in there. But my whole life, I've loved that song. It's such a beautiful song. And to see her kind of come out of retirement, performing on the Grammy, she crushed it. Luke Combs crushed it. The whole thing was great. One of the best musical moments I've gotten quite some time. And then I was thinking about other songs that I liked as a kid. Does anybody else have those where you think about a song that you loved as a kid and then as you grew up, you kind of learned that it was a little bit darker, a little bit darker than you maybe thought? The one that specifically comes to mind is I was at the grocery store and I was walking around and I'm doing my thing and you ever be at Safeway or Save On or wherever you shop and not Save On, like who can afford to do it? But then you just kind of walk around and all of a, song, uh, all of a sudden a song comes on that you, you just kind of love. And for me, that was a song called Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. Can you picture it? It was one of those songs when I was growing up. Again, that came out in the 90s at some point. I had no idea what the song was about. And then you get older and you kind of understand the lyrics. You go, fuck, man, that was dark. If I may, Satan, would you? I'm packed and I'm holding. I'm smiling. She's living. She's golden. She lives for me. She lives for me and my elevation. Her own motivation. She comes round and she goes down on me. And I make a smile like a drug for you. Do ever what you want to do coming over you. Keep on smiling what we go through. One stop to the rhythm that divides you. And I speak to you like the chorus to the verse. Chop another line like a coda with the curse. Come on like a freak show takes a stitch. We give them the game free play, she said. I want something else. Something like that. You know that song, right? <laughs> Sammy Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. <laughs> Ah. Well, thank you to uh, Satan and Quaz for the duet. It was a really beautiful duet, I thought. Um, that was not what I had planned to start off this show. I legitimately planned this out. I know you may think I don't, but I legitimately have things written down that I want to talk about. But, 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 sometimes things get off the rails. Like when I went on Twitter yesterday... <laughs> Again, this isn't in my plan, but whatever. Fuck it. Let's do it. Like when I went on Twitter yesterday and I saw Drake was trending. So I go, Drake's trending. What happened? Lately, and it's weird because since the pandemic, my first thought is, did Drake die? No, probably not. Does he have new music coming out? Maybe that's it. Maybe he's got like a secret tune that he's got coming out. I know he said the last album was going to be maybe one of his last and there's talk about him retiring from music, but like, surely it has to be something to do with music, right? What did you find when you clicked his name? Well, what I found Satan was uh, a whole lot of rope. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're saying. What do you mean, rope? A whole lot of rope? What could that possibly mean? Quads, don't worry about it. What I'm telling you, and I'm not trying to be graphic, is that I saw a video of Drake. And he was, uh... Uh... What was he doing in the video? Tell us. He was uh, waving his pinky around. His pinky? Was he drinking tea? Did he ever cut him up? Was he drinking tea like a fancy boy? No, Quads, he wasn't drinking tea like a fancy boy. He was waving his pinky around in the air, though. 
And uh, let me tell you, quite the missile. Quite the missile, indeed. <laughs> Anyway, social media is weird, you know, social media is weird. If you thought at some point that that video was actually a leak of me in my room, I'm, I'm glad that you thought it was me, but ultimately Drake and I have a different haircut. So as soon as I opened it, I was like, oh my God, did somebody leak my private videos? And I go, ah, different haircut. Can't be me. Could not possibly be me. You know, it's a close one. I was worried somebody broke into my iCloud. By iCloud, you mean tiny storage. (laughs) What are you guys talking about? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, the memes were fantastic. If you know what I'm talking about, of course, if you don't, I will let you look up the Drake news on your own time. It is not for me to share what it was. It was but a pinky. I still don't understand. You're never going to understand quads, and that's okay. We're going to get to the news here. We got a lot to talk about. Obviously, the Oilers played last night, first time in a week and a half. We're going to get there. But first, I got to tell you about a party, a watch party we're having at Greta on the 24th. We are going to take over Greta for a viewing party again. Join Oilers Nation crew at our favorite game day watch spot, and that's Greta downtown on Saturday, February 24th for the next BOA. We are talking about a BOA watch party. Tickets are $20.97, and we are going to raise some cash for free play for kids. We're going to have good food, good times, good cause, and all around guaranteed good time. Tickets now available at nationgear.ca, nationgear.ca. Again, help us raise some money for Kidsport. That is on Saturday, February 24th. So essentially, when we get back from the nation vacation, we got a couple of parties coming at you, a couple of viewing parties, and who doesn't want to do a viewing party for a BOA? Right? Right? Right. 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 Let's get to the news. Brought to you by a brand new sponsor. They're not new to you because you probably watch Oilers Nation every day, don't you? You rascals. Or maybe even you read the mailbag at OilersNation.com. Star Mechanical. Star Mechanical is one of Edmonton's biggest locally owned and operated plumbing and heating businesses. They have been working within the community for over 20 years and have many and many of the homes built in Edmonton over the last two decades have had the plumbing and heating systems installed by Star Mechanical. Of course, they work with top local award-winning home builders on their new homes, and we work closely and work closely with the CHBA on events like Awards of Excellence in Housing. Star Mechanical, new sponsors of the news. Was you listening to that? New sponsor of the news. Thank you. Why would they want to sponsor the intro when you did uh, when we did Semi Charm Life? I feel like that was a really beautiful rendition. Just let me know if you want me and Quaz to do another two net. I think that people are really gonna like that start to the podcast. Normally, your podcast, if I'm if I'm being honest, Bag Milk, I know you're my boss and everything, but ultimately, there's not enough Canucks content on it for me, and it makes me sad. Don't worry about him being sad. I just want everybody to enjoy my singing voice. I want everybody to listen to the news. Last night, Oilers got back in action for the first time in nine, ten days. I remember exactly what it was. Obviously, not the start we wanted. We wanted to tie an NHL record 17th straight win. They did fall 3-1 to the Vegas Golden Knights. It was really, we're talking about a 2-1 game. The third goal was an empty netter. Aiden Hill did it again. 
Aiden Hill was fantastic between the pipes for the Vegas Golden Knights. He was just rock solid. He's turning into an Oilers killer, and it's starting to bother me a little bit. At the same point, at the same time, the Oilers also rang the bar a couple of times. Leon Dreisaitl missed kind of an open net where he hit Aiden Hill in the face as opposed to putting in the empty net as he was driving across. So a little bit of bad luck in there, too. Mostly the thing that bothered me was the Oilers lost, of course, but it was a great effort wasted. If you look at the analytics, if you look at the underlying numbers, if you walk into the spreadsheet factory with me, you will see that the Oilers dominated the Corsi 4 percentage and the expected goals 4 percentage. If you don't care about that, if you don't even know what I'm talking about, what I'm saying is that they just played well and they lost and it happens sometimes. Stu was great between the pipes for the Oilers, too. In fact, the second goal, the winning goal by Chandler Stevenson, kind of came on a little bit of a breakdown in the Oilers' zone. Darnell Nurse made a nice play to angle off his guy. Puck came around the net. Cody Cece kind of went to get it and was caught in no man's land. Pass out, open man in front. Bingo, bango, bongo, into the back of the net. Now, it's not one of those things where I want to harp on Cody Cece, but... but it was one of those mistakes where it was just a bad read. It happens all the time. It's just unfortunately that this one happened on the game-winning goal, so it kind of sticks out in people's minds. I'm not trying to harp on Cody Cece. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Even, that was another thing. Waz asked us this on Oilers Nation Radio on Tuesday. Yeah, yesterday. If wanting an upgrade on Cody Cece means you're running him out of town, not at all. If the Oilers go into the playoffs with Cody Cece as part of the top four, I'm going to be fine with it. Sometimes you trust the devil you know. You're talking about me? You always can trust me. I would never lead you wrong. Sometimes you trust the devil you know. Sometimes you don't want to go out and fetch a new partner, and sometimes you do. I think there's if there's a room to upgrade on Cody Cece, if there's a clear upgrade, the Oilers should do it. It's the same thing. as It's the same logic that I'm following as last year with Matias Ekholm. We all love Tyson Berry. We did. We all loved Tyson Berry. But when they had the chance to go out and get Ekholm and make a swing, and all of a sudden you see how he's fit in and really stabilized the defense, don't you want to do it again? I want to do it again. So we'll see what happens there. But ultimately, there's also some talk about the Oilers looking for a couple of forwards. Brandon Delaney on the website, OilersNation.com, wrote about Jake Gensel. There's some smoke around the Oilers' interest in Jake Gensel. Of course they're going to be interested in Jake Gensel. Of course they are. But whether or not they they make it happen, different story entirely. Completely different story entirely. My thought there is just, he would be so good. In 47 games with the Pens so far this year, he has 22 goals and 28 assists for 50 points. If you could slot that guy next to Leon Dreisaitl, remember, he's played next to Sid for a long time. Sorry, Jay, we can't get Sid. At least I don't think so, anyway. You know? Holy shit, my laptop sounds like it's going to take off. Can you hear this? I don't know what that sounds like in the podcast, so I won't do it for too long, but it sounds like it's going to take off, and if it blows up in my face, I wish this was on video. No, I don't. I wish this was on video so I could collect them page views. But back to Jake Gensel. If they could find a way to make it work, it would be awesome. Of course, that is a pure rental. His contract expires at the end of this season. He is currently a $6 million cap hit. It would take a bit of maneuvering and manusing to get him into Edmonton, but man, would that be a great fit. Another guy that people are talking about is quite interesting is a Jordan soft J Jordan Eberle. If you remember him, Jordan Leslie Eberle, do you remember him? He was around until the 2016, 17 season. He scored 20 goals, 31 assists, 51 points his last season as an oiler, then went took off in New York 
for the next four years before landing in Seattle at the expansion draft. Through 46 games this year, our fair Jordan has nine goals and 19 assists for 28 points. He is $500,000 cheaper than Jake Gensel. He also expires at the end of the season. He also could be a potential fit for the Oilers on the wing. Now, the interesting thing about Jordan Eberle is if you remember when he left, people were going, oh, he's soft in the He's off to the playoffs. He can't do anything in the playoffs. He can't do anything. And then all of a sudden, in the last three years in New York, he kind of turned himself into a playoff performer. He wasn't a point-per-game guy, but certainly he was a guy that chipped in with some offense. In 22 games in 2019-2020, Jordan Eberle had five goals and 14 points. The next season, in 19 games in 2020-2021, he had four goals and 11 assists. You telling me you couldn't enjoy another player chipping in at a half point per game pace in the playoffs? Of course you would. With Seattle in 2022-23, so last season, six goals, five assists for 11 points in 14 games. You want that kind of secondary scoring. We know the Oilers had scoring issues in the playoffs last year. That is a big part of the reason they ultimately lost to Vegas in the second round. I'm not opposed to loading up. If you can't get an upgrade on Cody CC on defense, you might as well go nuclear up front, and that means scoring lines all over the place. Right? Of course. But I want to go back to last night's game because, of course, we've still got some work to do before we even talk about the playoffs. That felt like a playoff game last night in Vegas. First of all, shout out to all the Oilers fans that made their way down. As far as I could tell, there was a lot of you in there. It's 25%. Is that accurate? I was trying to check it out on TV. I know it wasn't a completely sold out game. It was a Tuesday in the middle of February. People in Vegas, they don't care about how the playoffs start. I get it. But for the Oilers fans down there, man, there was a lot of them. There was a lot of them. And it just makes me excited that in 11 days time, I'm going to be getting on a plane to go down to Arizona and watch the boys play in a teeny tiny little arena. I think it's going to be a great time. Withers fans travel well. We've got a group of 50 of us going down to Arizona, either flying down with us, flying down to meet us, or just joining us while they're there. We're going to be a group of 50 in the den at Mullet Arena, and I'm super pumped. I cannot wait. Having an experience in an arena that small is something that we will not get again. Maybe ever, if the NHL actually moves the Coyotes, and it kind of seems like it's getting closer these days. Kind of seems like it's getting closer. Now, is that actually going to happen? I have no idea. I feel like I've personally felt like the 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 Coyotes were going to move like a thousand times at this point, at least a handful of times. But right now, it just does not seem like that's the case. It does not seem like that's the case. So I'm going to go down to Arizona in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to enjoy the moment, and I'm going to enjoy dealing with my fellow nation citizens, and I'm going to enjoy just having some shenanigans. To add on to the Coyotes conversation, Frank Saravalli tweeted today, unless it was a late ad and likely since agenda must be made public 24 hours beforehand, Coyotes confirmed interest uh, in purchasing Arizona state trust land is not on the agenda for tomorrow's meeting. The board currently meets once a month. This story, I'm so tired of it. And for Arizona Coyotes fans, I actually feel bad for them. They seemingly love this team. They really do. I'm not going to take that away from the handful of fans they do have. And in fact, if you listen to Brad May's interview on uh, on the podcast he did with the boys over at Hockey Fights, he talked about how that is a market worth exploring, provided that the arena is actually downtown and not in Red Deer relative to the city, if you know what I'm saying. 
It's kind of like the Kanata Ottawa Senator situation. It's a it's a trek out there. They got the land for a song, but they didn't think about what that meant for the actual fans getting out there. You know, it's odd, strange. Department of Discipline. That was what I was gapping on. Fuck. Brad May was on the Department of Discipline podcast over at Hockey Fights. Go check that one out. Interview was great. I was in the room. I wish it went on for another two hours. Fantastic. 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 Uh, Keeping on with the silly season news. Nick Benino was released from his contract. Terminated. He is now a free agent in 45 games with the New York Rangers. He had one goal and four assists for five points. Nick Bonino is one of those guys where he's always found a way to chip in wherever he's been. But now, at 35 years old, the left-handed centerman isn't quite what he used to be. The boots aren't quite there, aren't quite what they used to be, but he's a guy that, you know, given the right situation and the right opportunity, maybe there's a chance for him to do something. Though, who knows? Because the New York Ra- New York Rangers, I should say, they signed him to an $800,000 deal, so just above league min. So it's not like he was making a whole lot of money. He wasn't contributing, though, so they felt the need to get rid of him. <clears throat> Again, 45 games, five points. No one's happy about that. Connor Brown would be like, fuck, man, how'd you do it? How'd you get up there? How'd you get all that goals? <laughs> I'm sorry, Connor Brown. You know what? I've actually decided I don't want Connor Brown to score. I'm, not, I'm cheering against him scoring. That makes my life easier. And when he finally gets one, I feel like he's going to be it to spite me. And you can all thank me at that point, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Would the Oilers have interest in a guy like Nick Benino on a low cost 4C type of idea? I don't think so. So if you're putting his name out there, I don't think it's worth it. But if you don't have to trade an asset to get a guy, I think it's probably something worth exploring just to see what happened in New York. Have a conversation. There's nothing wrong with a conversation. A little chitty chat. You know, looking at Frank Saravalli's trade targets board over at Daily Faceoff, the first name is off the list. Elias Lindholm, he scored a couple of goals in, uh, well, they were in Carolina last night, I guess. For the Canucks, he scored a couple of goals. Sean Monahan off the board. Chris Tanev, I could see him being a guy that would be an upgrade on Cody Cece. Now, can he stay healthy? So far, he has been healthy. That's good. Would the Flames trade him to the Oilers for anything less than a King's Ransom? Probably not. Number four on the list, Marc-Andre Fleury. I don't think it's going to work based mostly on the money. I like the idea of having a cup winner as the backup goalie. I just don't think it's going to happen. Noah Hannafin, never going to happen. Adam Henrique, he's number six on Frank Saravalli's trade targets list. I could see this one happening. 47 games played. He's got 15 goals, 15 assists, 30 points. Pending UFA, $5.825 million. Again, you would have to figure out how to make that math work. But Frank Scoop, and this is, I quote from Mr. Saravalli, if Henrique had been healthy, there was a good chance he would have been traded at the deadline last March. One of the teams interested was the Dallas Stars. He thrived under Pete DeBoer in New Jersey to start his career. It doesn't seem like the Stars either ha- have either the need for a centerman or the cap space to make it happen right now, but birth- worth keeping an eye on. Henrique is back for another tour duty with the Ducks, holding down the second line center spot, uh, spot. His foot speed has slowed, but his game is well thought out and under control. His high Hockey IQ will be a valuable commodity. Another name that the Oilers have been, well, at least Oilers fans have talked about, is Sean Walker, the right-handed defenseman from Philly. He's 29 in 49 games. He has five goals, 12 assists, 17 points, pending UFA at $2.65 million. There's some things where you go, hey, man, the math might work on this one. But the newest 
I'm going to cough here. So just, I'm going to cover this up. You're not going to hear anything. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do this like a pro. So I'm going to go like this. I'm going to go like this and I'm going to cough. All right. <laughs> Didn't even let the bass drop. Damn it. Sean Walker, according to Frank Saravalli, they're looking for a first for him for a trade from Philly. And I get it. If you can get a first for Sean Monaghan, you could probably get a first for Sean Walker, right-handed defenseman. Of course, we know right-handed defensemen do not grow on trees. I quote from Mr. Saravalli, Walker has been a pleasant surprise for the Flyers, who are open to just about anything that will make them better for the long haul. In Los Angeles, Walker was as much a cap casualty as he was a victim of the roster logjam, particularly on the right side of that defensive group. Sean Dursey was also moved, and the Kings still have Drew Doughty, Jordan Spence, Matt Roy, and Brant Clark, who is in the minors until recently recalled. Playing with fellow pending free agent Nick Sealer, Walker is playing north of 21 minutes for the first time in his career and making the most of his new opportunity. The Flyers stand to reap the rewards of his efforts, and that is looking like a first-round pick. Do you want to spend a first-round pick on a, a pending UFA that is only marginally better than Cody Ceci? <clears throat> I mean, you look at the stats and you see five goals and you go, but Magmo, Cody Ceci hasn't scored a goal in 125 games. What are you talking about? <clears throat> I agree. But we need somebody who can defend, right? When I think about the Oilers' defense right now, yes, I would love to have some offense back there, 100%. But ultimately, defending is the most important thing. And I I just don't think Cody is that bad. So would you spend a first-round pick to get somebody that's marginally better than what you already have? I don't know. That's a question that I'd love you to answer. You, the listener. You. Hit me up. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram. JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Jacob Chickering, he's on there. I just can't see it happening. And I'm getting to a point where I don't know why teams are going to be super horny about Jacob Chickering. He wanted out of Arizona. He got his wish. He went to the Ottawa Senators. Hasn't worked out for the team as a whole, not just on him. But now they're already looking to move on. Seems weird to me. Our friend Brett Kulak. Man, I can't get comfortable in my office chair. So shit, I got an upgrade. Uh, Brett Kulak is also on the list at number 11. He says, the Oilers like Kulak. The, this is Frank Saravalli speaking. The Oilers like Kulak. The Sony Plain Alberta native likes playing at Edmonton. Full stop. It's just that if the Oilers are going to manufacture salary cap space and make a trade for a big deadline acquisition, Kulak might have to be the casualty. Warren Fogle and Ryan McLeod have played well. Kulak does not have any trade protection. And after swapping 22-year-old Philip Broberg with Kulak represents an immediate $2 million in savings on the cap. Broberg has played big minutes since going down to the AHL and collected 14 points in 21 games. He's ready to be in the NHL, and we know the Oilers are willing to make tough deadline decisions. See Barry, Tyson, if that means they can improve. Other names on the list, Jake Allen, Anthony Manta, Alexander Carrier, Tyson Barry, Kevin Hayes, Arthur Kaliev, Vladimir Tarasenko. Fuck what I love Tarasenko. Pending UFA, 5 million bucks. 42 games played. He has 13 goals, 19 assists, 32 points. He wouldn't have to be the guy here. He could just set up alongside Leon Drysaddle or Connor for that matter and just tee off, just light things up. Just be like, Leon, I'm over here. Stick on the ice. Hammer the puck. I love it. Man, I would love Tarasenko. Not going to happen, but I would love it. Uh, who else we got on here? Jordan Greenway, Mike Hoffman, Jack Roslovic, Alexander Texier, Kevin LeBanc. Jake Gensel, there's another guy I would love. Uh, according to Frank Cervelli, Gensel is not in play just yet. 
His Pittsburgh Penguins sit seven points out of a wild card spot, but do have four games in hand on Detroit, whom they're chasing. GM Kyle Dubas owes the aging core every possible inch of runway to see if they can get back in it. If not, and it looks like they'll miss for a second straight season, even with Sidney Crosby turning back the clock and having a great year, then Dubas will have little choice but to recoup as much as he can for an elite scoring winger. Gensel would immediately become the most prized rental trade chip available before the deadline, which is certainly worth keeping an eye on. Other names, Elvis Merlickens, not going to fit. Nick Sealer, uh, might be a fit if he was right-handed, not left-handed. Tony D'Angelo, no. Andrew Peek or Adam Boquist, no, probably not. They're not any better than just putting Broberg in the lineup. Trevor Zegers rounds up the top 30 of the trade targets list. Trevor Zegers is not coming to Edmonton. He is kind of one of those TikTok players a little bit, at least in my opinion. I mean... Would you like to have him as secondary scoring? Yeah, probably. Probably. But I don't think it's going to happen. Full stop. Got it? Got it? We agree? Can I move on? Good, 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 good. Lastly, some news came out, obviously, on Monday. The London Police Department formally charged the five players from the uh sorry Tyler's texting me right now the London police have formally charged the five players from the 2018 world juniors championship of course we know their names don't need to go into it it's just a wild gross story all five of those guys you know depending on the results of what happens in this trial again the trial may not kick off for a couple of years is just life altering you know life altering and allegedly in my opinion the uh prison Intramural League is going to get a whole lot stronger. It's going to get a whole lot stronger. Or they all get off and end up in Russia. And we have a completely different conversation on our hands then. I'm not going to speculate either way. Um, Obviously, I have no business doing so. All I know is the whole situation is gross. What I've read, everything seems gross. We'll just have to wait and see how things play out. We'll just have to wait and see. Back to the Oilers, which I actually care about. Back at work on Friday against the Anaheim Ducks in Anaheim. That's an 8 p.m. start. And then Saturday in L.A. So we got a back-to-back set this weekend. I imagine you start Pickard on Friday against the Ducks and then Skinner in L.A. on Saturday. But we'll see how it actually plays out having the bye week just wrapped. There's no way Skinner's going to play both. I just imagine that they'll probably want him against L.A. And then they're back at home before the next podcast episode against the Detroit Red Wings for a one game set at Rogers place where they hit the road again. So that one's at seven o'clock Eastern on two or seven o'clock mountain, I should say on Tuesday at Rogers place. And then next week we'll have another episode of better late than never on the 14th Valentine's day. Because if there's one thing my missus loves on Valentine's day, it's when I work, it's when I work, but you know what? Somebody's got to pay for Frank's bacon. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. And that's where we're going to wrap up the news for our friends at Star Mechanical. Star Mechanical is one of Edmonton's biggest locally owned and operated plumbing and heating businesses. They've been working within the community for over 20 years, and many of the homes built in Edmonton over the last two decades have had their plumbing and heating systems installed by Star Mechanicals. You want 24-7 emergency services? Star a Mechanical. Visit them at starmechanical.ca to schedule an appointment and let them help you keep your home running smoothly. You're already listening to Better Late Than Never. Why don't you tell a friend, a human, a family member? Yes. Even if you run a hotel. Manuel! 
Here we go. Yes. Leave review. want to touch in on a couple of bets that I did here the other day for our friends at Betway because I'm 19 plus and can do so responsibly. I just, <sighs> I didn't do well. You know, risky business play last night. Zach Hyman and Leon Dreisaitl both score. Obviously, neither of them scored. Leon got a point, but, but he did not score. Oilers to win and over five and a half goals. Obviously, that didn't hit. Over 60.5 shots. That one may have. Did that one hit? Did that one hit? I gotta. I'm excited now because if I can just even out, if I can just saw off at evens on a loss, I kind of take it because it's one of those things where you know, betting with your heart sometimes is not always the smartest idea. But again, I'm 19 plus and I can do so responsibly. So my friends at Betway are going to give me an opportunity to do whatever I want. Leon Drysaddle, did you get the three shots I needed? No, you did not. Did I get over 60.5 shots? Shit. No, I did not. I got 57 shots. So if going 0 for 4 on your bets is a bad thing, well, good news, friends. Good news. Your boy Bag Milk stepped on that landmine for you. I'm doing the work so that you don't have to suffer. It's just me. It's just me. If you're 19 plus and can do so responsibly, go check out Betway. Put a couple of shekels down. It's a good time, provided that you don't go 0 for 4 like I did last night. It hurts sometimes, but name of the game, and I ain't no quitter. Time for the righteous act beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. The Righteous Sack Beating is brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oilfield disciplines specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. You might be wondering what kind of tools that they have available, and I'm happy to tell you. I hate that button. Fuck, I hate when I touch that one. Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, uh, drilling tools, mills and bits, completion tools, any tool for any job. TrilogyRentals.ca Time for the righteous sack beating. I don't actually have anything that annoys me. Actually, you know what? I lied. Watching the Vegas Golden Knights fans celebrate like they just won the Stanley Cup last night because they won a game in February. The first game the Oilers were back from their all-star break was so embarrassing. Listen, if that was a playoff series and you're knocking a team out and they do it at home, go bananas, go ballistic, but that you didn't add to a long streak. Like again, there's only three teams in NHL history who have ever done what the Oilers have done with the 16 game heater. You have the Columbus Blue Jackets from a handful of years ago. You have the Edmonton Oilers and you have the 1992-93 Pittsburgh Penguins. I get it. You didn't want to be next up on the streak, but the way they acted after winning that game, again, the Oilers outplayed them. They got lucky and won. Sometimes you get lucky and win. Sometimes your goalie stands on his head. Sometimes the other team hits a couple of posts. But man, act like you've been there before because fuck's sakes, you have. If you believe in karma and you believe in the hockey guards, you have to think that celebrating a win in February that hard has got to come back to bite you, don't you? Like, listen, when the Oilers wrapped up the perfect month of January, the crowd sent them off with an out, uh, with a minute-long standing ovation. I was going to say an hour long. Could you imagine? It was like, woo, woo, woo. Connor just finally gets on the mic. He's like, guys, we want to play. Settle down. 
they sent them off with a standing ovation, but they won that game and they were off for a perfect month and they were off to the all-star break. Last night was wild. It didn't bother me that much, but man, I was just like, you guys look like assholes. You just won the Stanley Cup. Be better than that, Vegas fans. I know you to be a lot of fun. I've gone to plenty of games in Vegas now, and you're a lot of fun to hang out with. Arguably one of the best fan bases to chirp back and forth with because it's Vegas and you get it. People go there to get piled up and they go to see their favorite hockey team play. It could be a Tuesday, but it's the last Tuesday of the week in Vegas and you're going to get after it. I was just surprised by the reaction. I was surprised if I'm being honest. Thankfully, that RSB is more of just me complaining and being fragile because I wanted the others to tie that record. I really, really did. I'm not overly upset about it that they didn't. I thought they played a really good hockey game, and unfortunately, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But in this specific case, I was annoyed by the celebration and the reaction. I really, really was. Hopefully, the guest RSB I have coming up for our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals is a little bit better than that. But first, I got to give you the button, and then we'll get to it. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Mate, to quote Dave Grohl, well, to paraphrase Dave Grohl, I don't want to be your monkey ranch. I just quoted Dave Grohl. <clears throat> I got a podcast confession to make. <laughs> I like that, Dukes. We almost did a little duet here as well. Started off with Satan and Quads doing a duet, and all of a sudden, Bag Milk and Dukes are jumping in with the next version. Who wants the B-side, playboy? It's not really podcast confession. It's an RSB. Um, now, look, I want to preface this by saying I know you guys don't choose the advertisements specifically. Like, you don't get a say. I, I get that. But still, whoever at Spotify is fucking programming your advertisements <laughs> needs to get absolutely cunted. <laughs> There's this one, and it plays before all of your nation podcasts. It's like, hi, this is living. Jess from the fucking thing, and it's like dating advice sponsored by Hinge. And like, listen, I got a problem with that because if you want dating advice, you come to me. You don't go to Hinge. Sure, you go to meet somebody on Hinge, but if you want dating advice, you come right here, friend. You come right here. I've got a guest right to sack beating us with Hinge for trying to cannibalize my audience. Um, I would rather rip my eyes out and feed them to Donkey Volley's Badger than listen to your podcast. But then, like, it comes up three times in your pod, and then I'll listen to all this nation, you know, radio or real life or whatever, and it comes up three <laughs> times at every fucking podcast. So sometimes I save all the pods for the weekend, and I listen to them, and I'm hearing that ad 12 times in a day, and I'm just ready to fucking shoot myself, mate. I'll give it a red odd tip. I would rather be Donkey Volley. Then listen to those ads. I hope Spotify <laughs> sorts some shit out. Play La Bamba, baby. Let's go. Yes. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. <laughs> Kick me in the jimmy. <laughs> Dukes doesn't like the hinge ad. Uh, Dukes, I apologize for the programmatic ads. As you did, you did mention, you know that we're not the ones that put them in there. And again, if you're going to come for shitty dating advice, if you want a shitty podcast that you can listen to and put on and just have a little chuckle at and get some dating advice while you're at it, you come right here, friend. You come right here. I've got all the advice you need. First, 
you take out the butter out of the fridge, you put it in the microwave, 10 to 15 seconds. You just want it to be warm, but you don't want it to be hot. Then you slather it all over your body. You slather it all over every nook and cranny. You go into the spice rack, you grab the garlic salt, you pour it all over yourself. I'm garlic bread, baby. Who doesn't have a good time with garlic bread? You want to meet babes? You want to meet dudes? You cover yourself with butter and garlic bread powder. Garlic powder. That's what I'm saying. Don't listen to Satan's advice. Satan doesn't have good advice. He just doesn't. Right? This is Captain Felton from Vancouver. On behalf of all listeners of Better Late Than Never, Zoll Will of Thousands, get fucked. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It is time for the voicemail. We did a voicemail episode on Sunday, so I did a lot of clearing out of what was going on in there. I had 30 messages. I hope you went and listened to that and downloaded it. For uh, Thank you for contributing to the voicemail. This section obviously doesn't work without your feedback. Happy to do it. I love hearing what you guys think. Not just about the podcast, about life, about the others, about everything. The voicemail currently does not have a sponsor if you want to reach out. I'm open to single episode sponsorships as well. If you want to make a donation to the Edmonton Humane Society and send me a screenshot of your donation to the Edmonton Humane Society, I will put your name as the sponsor of the voicemail until I get an actual sponsor. Why not try and raise some money for charity here? Why not? Why not? So the voicemail today is brought to you by you, the fair listeners. It is the listener-sponsored voicemail, and we're going to start off with a message from our boy, Ben. Uh, I was listening to one of your latest episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Like, I just started one, and it was the ramen noodles one. Ah, yeah. Man, uncooked ramen noodles are delicious. I don't like, I don't understand how anybody can't be on board with this, Ben. You and I understand it. Sometimes, I love, I'm a big chip guy. 
My vice is chips and candy. If I have chips and I have candy, watch out. I'm clearing both bags out. But if I don't have chips and I want something crunchy and salty, I'll crunch up ramen noodles, little seasoning. I'll get it in you. It's fantastic. Listen, it's good. My mom told me I'd have worms. I haven't had worms this entire time, so I'm going to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep doing it. That might be one of the best snacks ever. It really is. You put like a tiny bit of seasoning of the seasoning on it. Can't put the whole thing. Don't want it too salty. I I don't know what's better. Like it's it's so good. And another like underrated snack. Now we're talking, Ben. Hit me. You can get these like if you go to Costco, uh, you can get these like uh, what even are they? They're like like these trail mix things, and they're so good. I'm a big trail mix guy. You give me a good trail mix, I'm a happy camper. I would reach in there, but I want like some kind of chocolate in there too. You got to give me like some M&Ms or some Smarties or something like that. If you're doing a homemade trail mix for old bag milk, I want some chocolate in it. I'll eat the healthy shit, but I also want some chocolate. Give me the steak and the sizzle, you know? Anyway, got a quick question for you. What's like your favorite like snack, like chip or like cracker or something along those lines and uh yeah see ya um i haven't been listening to any podcast i just started <laughs> this one so but your alpha romeo got taken away it did want to cry i do want to cry How could they do this to you yeah somebody bought it ben i took such good care of it and i modeled it so sexily that somebody decided to buy it now i now my Arnold Schwarzenegger, Adri isn't allowed anymore. That is true. This sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Alpha Romeo. We'll we'll do one just for old time's sake. Ben, you ready? We're gonna do one for old time's sake. Go buy an Alpha Romeo right now. Right. Go buy an Alpha Romeo right now. Our friends at Alpha Romeo of Edmonton, they're great people over there. Somebody bought my car. That's the way she goes. Ari, what do you gotta say? Completely hockey unrelated, but if you're a WWE fan and you're listening to this, please send out the hashtag we want Cody. Hashtag we want Cody. We want Cody Rhodes in the main event of WrestleMania 40, not The Rock. Completely asinine booking decision, especially right now, but here we are. Uh, yeah, hashtag we want Cody because this is, this is bullshit. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you. I want The Rock because I know who The Rock is. I don't know who Cody is. Now, here's a story, Ari. I used to love wrestling growing up. I have no qualms with wrestling either, by the way. This is one of those ones where it's like, you got to grow out of watching wrestling. I'm not like that. Once a year, I'll put wrestling on for an hour, an hour or two, maybe split it over a couple of Monday Night Raws, just to get my fix, just to get a feel, just to get a sense of what's going on. But when you talk about Cody, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. So if you want me to lobby for Cody to be in the main event at WrestleMania or whatever you just said, WrestleMania, I need to know who he is. So I'm not putting out that hashtag. In fact, Ari, I'm going to go ahead and say rock. I want the rock because for some reason in 2024, the rock now is three times the size of the rock that was actually in the WWE. How did that happen? I have an idea, but I think it might be libel, libelous or no slanderous. If I said it on the podcast, so I won't. Say what I think on the podcast about why The Rock is so big. I want him in the finale. That's what I want. 
That's what I want. Deal with it. Deal with it, Ari. Back to Ben. Yo, do you know how the, the, uh, the, this, okay, wait, I'll just. I forgot to tell you my favorite snack. Uh, I didn't ask your question before. It's chips for sure. If I have to rank, uh, the one in front of me, listen, I had upstairs yesterday across the whole bag. I had just a, a ruffle, a plain ruffle with a couple of different kinds of dips. It's elite. Find me a better snack than that. Candy. I love Coke bottles. My favorite candy of all time is Dino Sours. I love Sour Patch Kids. You remember Chuck and I bond over Sour Patch Kids a lot. I love pretty much any candy that's in front of me. Those are my two. And beef jerky. Back to you, Ben. Say it quickly. Impression of Gary Benton. Do you know how, like... No, this kind of sounds like Voldemort, but whatever. Wait a minute. This is your impression of Gary Bettman and he sounds like Voldemort? You know how the uh, everyone likes... <laughs> that is... Ben, I'm here to help raise you. You need to work on this Gary Bettman because that is nowhere close, my friend. Nowhere close indeed. The all-star. Skills competition and stuff. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that. We should do it again, right? And get McDavid help. Oh, no, fuck that shit. Let... Hey, hey, hey! Do we set up a swear jar in that kid's house or what? I feel like at this point we're gonna have Ben's college tuition paid off just by the swears that he lets out in the voicemail of this podcast. Nobody tell Ben's parents that this is going on. Nobody tell Ben's parents. I'm going to tell Ben's parents. Us. Uh, make a random thing it's called a four-person tournament, four-team tournament. It doesn't have Russia, I mean, not Russia, Germany in it. Uh, but, but uh, I don't know if that's... I mean, it doesn't have Russia in it either, to be fair. Such a great idea. We need, we need, um, we need to build off this success. Oh, no, no, we don't. Don't lie to me like that. Little Johnny, I'm gonna be <laughs> little Johnny. Twenty-seven years from now, <laughs> I'm never letting go. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, why'd they do that? Like, I like the idea, but right after it's been like quite a successful thing because you know McDavid planned it. They just go to something different. Like, I like the idea, but yeah, yeah. I've given my take on a couple other podcasts, but I'll do it here since I guess I haven't done it here. I think the Four Nations tournament is stupid. Um, I think that I would rather just watch an all-star game, I think, than this fake best-on-best idea that they're pitching for this midseason tournament. Yes, I want to see Connor McDavid wearing a Canadian jersey. I absolutely want to see that. But when the teams are Canada, U.S., Sweden, and Finland, some of the best players in the world, in the league, are not allowed to play in this tournament. They should have had a Europe tournament. I get why you're not letting Russia in the tournament. I get it. There's all kinds of sensitive issues surrounding Russia and what's going on over there. I totally understand that. But no Europeans at all. And you're going to call this some form of best on best. It's a cash grab. It's a cash grab to me in the middle of the season for a pointless tournament. That's going to mean nothing. Will I watch it? Of course I'm going to watch it. I would rather watch, you know, some good teams play against each other than not watch hockey at all. But ultimately it means nothing to me. Am I going to skip out on my regularly scheduled plans to stay at home and watch a Canada-Finland game in this Four Nations Cup? No, I'm not. I'm just not. 
and I appreciate that they're trying to get some best on best hockey going on, but it is nowhere close to best on best when there's only four nations represented. And that's just my opinion. If you want to be excited about the four nations cup, I'm happy for you. Like I said, I'm going to watch it. I'm just not excited about it. I don't care about it. And all I can think about is somebody who's very, very important to my favorite hockey team having something happen during a meaningless midseason tournament. At least the NBA tournament that they had midseason this past year, those games counted on the record for the season. So while I think that was dumb too, at least those games counted. These are just kind of like, hey, funsy games, what's going on, boys? Let's play a little hockey. It doesn't mean anything outside of ad dollars, in my opinion. That's all. Are you up? Okay, so I had time to listen to the voicemail podcast from Sunday, mm-hmm. and I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm saying this, but please, no, I am not Zola the Will of Thousands. Ari, we're gonna have to have you prove it. I don't know how we're gonna have you to prove it, but the cadence of your voices is very similar. Now I'm throwing blanket accusations here. Well, the Zola the Will of Thousands just came back from a long absence. There are theories I have around there too, but Ari, your name is being circled. Don't you think it's a little... I got two things for this. Don't you think it's a little too convenient that this guy comes back the week after Ben comes back and Ben mentioned (laughs) Zol? Seems a little sus. I don't know. How the plot thickens. Ben, he disappears for a long time, as did Zol, the will of thousands, and yet Ben comes back and there's Zol. Same voice cadence as Ari, though. I have so many questions. So many unanswered questions. Nick, what do you got to say? Yo, Big Milk. Today's a big day. Um, the Oilers are currently losing to the Golden Knights. I, Didn't get any better, my friend. This guy got a sinking feeling in my chest, man. I don't know. I, I just... Some thinks that streaks come to an end. Hopefully I'm wrong. But that being said, uh, there are more important things. Um, Chalmers went to the dentist mm. today. Oh, he did go to the dentist. So yesterday. do you have an update in the group chat? for real life and if not can you you need to press them on the episode tomorrow about uh how his dentist visit went um good question great question because i'm very curious so uh nick this is a very very good question here let me look through the real life group chat there is nothing no updates on the dental visit from yesterday which would have been february 6th we did know it was happening because Chalmers did say in the group chat that he was going. And he was going on at 9.20 a.m. was his appointment there yesterday. But no updates. So I will be sure to press Chalmers on his dental update. In fact, I'm going to go right now. I'm going to text, hey, Tyler, I'm recording BLTN right now. And a voicemail came through to remind us to talk to Chalmers, oops, Chalmers about his dentist appointment on real life tomorrow. Not putting this in our real life group chat. Let's spring it on him. There. Tyler and I producing real life behind the scenes. Now he knows that this came from your voicemail, Nick. On Better Late Than Never, let's get a plug for my podcast on The Bigger Podcast, which then leads to this podcast. You know how it goes, right? You know how it goes. 
Let's see who's this. And um, Ari. and the other thing. And no, I don't care what he sounds like. But do you know who I've always thought it was? Go ahead. I think it's Dukes. Mm. I swear to God, I think it's, I've always thought it was Dukes because there was this one time when Dukes is a gamer. Dukes likes his vids, and I know that Zol the Will of Thousands is a video game thing. And I do know that Dukes likes his vids. So I'm back to you. Uh, Ari, walk us through here. And I don't remember exactly when it was. I think it was September or the latter part of the summer. When out of nowhere, the guy doing the voice just sounded Australian. (laughs) And I swear to God, it was after a Dukes message. (laughs) So I think Dukes (laughs) forgot to turn the filter off, said whatever he said in his normal voice, and then just sent it in because you know... (laughs) <laughs> that guy doesn't check his voicemails after he makes them or, do, or does multiple takes yep. like me and Nick and other people. Mm-hmm. And if there's anyone that can sound like anyone, it's probably Dukes, you know? So, yeah, I think it's, I always thought it was Dukes. Ari is getting it off the trail, the Ari trail. He's, con- he's, he's, he's thrown shade at Ben and now Dukes is another suspect. Ari raising some interesting points though. Again, Dukes is a man of impressions. We've heard plenty of impressions from our fair Dukes on this here podcast. We've heard him use voice filters before, and we know that he likes to game. Zol, the will of thousands, is that you? Don't tell me it's Dukes. Don't tell me it's a guy who pretends he wants to be the president of the BLTN fan network. And all of a sudden, he's leaving these messages chirping us all. What the fuck? Could be. Be careful who you know. Be careful who you trust. Be careful who you love. Kyle the Embalmer, you're up. Hey, BM. So I just finished watching this game. Uh, You know, it is disappointing. We lost to Vegas, but whatever. But I will say that, look, we played like, we we played like trash in the third. And throughout the whole game, we didn't win puck battles in the offensive zone. I actually thought they played pretty well. I do agree about the puck battles, though, for sure. There was a lot of, like, missed board battles. There was a lot of just in the corners, in the mix, in the fight, where the Oilers did not come up with the puck when they probably should have. So I agree with that. But I don't don't know that I agree that they played poorly overall. A lot of turnovers in the neutral zone. Um Aiden Hill really won that game for them because he fucking stood on his head. But I think it was just the puck battles was our downfall tonight. Um, We couldn't, anytime there's two or three guys on the board trying to fight for the puck, Vegas always came out with it. So um, Bouchard played like trash in the last couple minutes, trying to go six on five and puck keeps going out of the zone. Uh, There was like a lot of, um, you know what that reminded me of when the Oilers pulled the goalie? It was there was that was when the rust that I was worried about. Because you know, if you're a twenty-something millionaire and you have a week off to do whatever the fuck you want, are you going to make good choices? You're not. I have fifteen cents to my name. I've got thirty cents in my bank account, and if you give me a week off and I get to go to a beach. I am making the worst choices of all time. Looking back at the third period, though, the others did outshoot the Golden Knights more than two to one. They ended up outshooting them 31 to 26 overall, 11 to five in the third period. So I don't know that I agree that they played poorly in the third period. I definitely agree that there was a bunch of missed board battles and just kind of those in the fight moments when they could have come out with the puck, but did not. Um, 
The dry sidle looked lazy. I don't know. It, it frustrates me when I watch him because he's such a great player. And then I watch him skate, and I'm like, come on, man. Put put some effort in just a little bit. But um, all in all, whatever. I'm still proud of them. 16-game streak, and, and we managed to get back into where we need to be. So Friday is just the beginning of another another eight-gamer. So um, Adaheim better watch the fuck out because – Oops, I missed the last part. But yes, Adam Anaheim better watch the fuck up. Um, again, it was just one of those. I was worried about it. If you read three key things at OilersNation.com, my post game article that I do the next day after all the games, to me that was one of those ones where I was kind of like, "Fuck, man." I think that they could have gotten more done. They looked a little bit rusty, and I, I know that Vegas was their first game back as well, so it went kind of both ways. But I think from our side, especially in the offensive zone. They didn't look as confident as they usually do. Defensively, I thought they were actually pretty good. I mean, there were some, you know, some moments where they were lapsing or lacking, like the misread by Cody Cece on what ended up being the game-winning goal. Sucks, but that's sports. You play a good team, sometimes it's a game of inches, and that's what we got. And as somebody with only inches, I know how devastating it can be when they don't go the right way. You know? Do you know? Nick, you're up. That game last night was the reason the Edmonton Oilers need to go get Sidney Crosby. <laughs> uh huh. Somewhere Jay's ears are ringing, or they're burning, I should say, not ringing. They're burning, and he goes, I feel it. Somebody's talking about Crosby to the Oilers. Somebody's talking about my idea, and somebody's going to make it happen. The universe. I don't know why I'm talking about that. That's not what Jay sounds like at all. And Crosby, the golden gold of Canada. Great moment. Can you believe it? I can believe it. Or is that is that, that was, someone else's goal? <laughs> that one, yeah. The, can you believe it? That was Gordon Miller on Jordan Eberle's World Juniors goal. <laughs> yep. That was definitely somebody else's goal. Or Pierre Maguire ruined it? <laughs> yep, that's the one. That was Jordan Eberle's goal. Pointless. Um, anyway, uh, I, I run a lot. And... When I exercise, I listen to movie soundtracks. Um, and I got to admit, the movie Ice Age has a top five movie soundtrack of all time. I know, I know it's a bit of a scathing take there. Um, man, the Ice Age movie, though. Fuck that soundtrack. Scene. Great movie with an even better soundtrack. Like, listen to Tigers Tried to Get Baby. And tell me it doesn't make you feel like running fast. Because, man, it's an absolute bop of a soundtrack. Top five all time. Easy. What the fuck are you talking about? Is there actually, like, artists on here? Let me see. Opening travel music, Humans Diego, Dodos, Angered Rhinos, Tigers Going for Baby, Fighting Over Something. Nick, what are you talking about, man? If this is just, is this just like a musical, like a score? If it's a, if it's a if it's a soundtrack like a score, then I'm in. But you know the best one is you're wrong. You're just simply wrong. The best one is from the Social Network by Trent Reznor and Atticus whatever the guy's name is. That is without without question the best movie score available. Nick, it is time for you to move past Ice Age. If you're just looking for a movie score, the Social Network is the winner, and it's not particularly close. It's really not close at all. 
Mr. Milk? Yes. Question for you? Sure. Do you think there's any evidence that the Oilers' win streak ended the same day that our friend Chalmers had his plaque removed at the dentist? Hmm. I think there could be something there. Hmm. Thanks. I hadn't considered that, but it might be. There could have been some kind of like universal juju dealignment when all the weight from his bottom jaw was removed. Mask can neither be created nor destroyed. So where did the plaque mask go? Where did it go? Did it throw the axis off kilter? It very well could have. It's a good theory. I'll bring that up on real life and we'll see what everybody thinks because it's hard to ignore the facts. And these are the facts. One, Chalmers went to the dentist at 9.20 a.m., probably had some plaque removed. Two, Oilers' 16-game win streak ended that very night. Is there a tie? Is there a link? Is Chalmers the key to this whole operation? Find out on tomorrow's episode of the Real Life Podcast. Wrapping up the listener-sponsored voicemail with my girl, L-C-Y-E-G. What do you got to say? Hey, Big Milk. It's L-C-Y-E-G. I'm going to try to single record this bitch because I feel like it's a challenge now. I respect it. Listen, if you can do one take, get through it. We're all in it together. I'm at an hour now on this podcast. One take. You can hear me coughing. I coughed earlier. I put music on. It's the human element. It is the human element. LCYG, back to you. Um, but full disclosure, I usually am a two or three recording person when really? I send something in. Uh, that is fascinating to me that you guys all do that. I appreciate the level of care, actually. I mean, it's kind of flattering in a way. You want to put your best foot forward? I want to accept your ideas with open arms. And here you go. One take. LC, Y-E-G, what do you got? Anyways, I'm kind of glad that this streak is over. Hmm. I feel like it was maybe a bit of a distraction. Ooh, interesting. Uh, it's all most people were talking about. Like, it was cool, and they definitely needed it to get back into the standings. Let me think before you finish your thought, because now as you're talking, I actually legitimately agree with you. Before the game, the I guess the pregame skates, the morning skates, I should say, there was a lot of microphones in everybody's face going like, hey, what do you think about the streak? Hey, what do you think about the streak? And the players kept going, we're not thinking about the streak all the time. Yeah, it's pretty cool, blah, blah, blah. So I'm totally with you. And in fact, I will take it a step further and say, listen, the streak was ended by a team that is turning into a rival and you only get those rivalries after a playoff matchup. And that's what happened last year in the second round against Vegas. They obviously got bumped. We all know it. So I'm hoping that the Oilers, their streak was ruined by a team that are starting to hate. And now they've just got three days to sit there and sit with the anger. They're seething. They're angry, angry McDavid going into Anaheim. He's going to scatter a thousand points, isn't he? Mm. I think I'm with you on this. I really do. Um, but watching the way that Vegas celebrated last night when they got that empty net goal, so embarrassing. It was like they won a freaking playoff series again. They were more excited about it than anything. So embarrassing. So like, let Vegas think that they're in our heads. Let them think that they can dominate us because I know that I was watching that game last night thinking we got them. We had all of them on the ropes Except for freaking Aiden Hill, who can be fired into the sun as far as I'm concerned. Um, so they just got to go back to the drawing board on Aiden Hill. And I know they'll do it. I know they're doing it right now. So I'm not worried. Let Vegas have their candy from last night. 
and we'll see them in the playoffs. And then who will have the last laugh? Cheers, bag milk. Bye. One take, crushed it. Lisa, you rock. And made excellent points, number one. Two, I completely agree with you. Let the others sit with their anger. Let the rage stew inside them. Let them take it out on Anaheim on Friday. My body's ready for that. And two, it was. It was embarrassing. There was very... Hang, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Frank, here, here, buddy. Use this mic. Here. Here you go, buddy. You're supposed to talk. Make sounds. Is that all you guys say? <laughs> He's a man of few words. Frank Mike was prepped. He came in. I was ready. I was hoping for insight. But you know what? He keeps to himself. And I respect that. He's a man of few words. All looks. All thoughts. Huge dump truck. <laughs> anyway, that's where we're going to wrap up the podcast. Um... I appreciate all of you for checking in. I appreciate the voicemails. And I appreciate that we were all in on this together. It was a hell of a run, that 16-game win streak. Hell of a run indeed. But you know what? On Friday, we start a new one. There's nothing an eight-game heater can't solve. And we're looking for game one of the next one. And until then, shout out to the audio department, to Trilogy Oldfield Rentals, and to Star Mechanical for making it all possible. Most importantly, all of you for listening. I will be back next week, real life tomorrow, Oilers Nation New Radio, Friday. Go check those out. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market